that one. And then that one. That's it. Damn, motherfucker. Those are nice. I need to get me one. I want to get an architect scale on my arm, but then I can't gain weight for the rest of my life because then the scale will change. <laughs> It'll probably straight up. I mean, maybe a back on the back, or I'm trying to think where would like where would something not stretch out? Uh no, maybe a ramp. On the arm, yeah. You gotta, you gotta buff up first so your forearms get you know bigger. I didn't do that. I do. I need to get out of the twink <laughs> stage. It's perpetual. <laughs> All right. All right. So you want me to start? You want yeah, to start? Just press record. Okay. Well, I record. I'm it's like I'll cut it wherever. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> Welcome to Dangerous Rhetoric. This is episode 19. We have a really awesome special guest today, Ricky Lindman. Did I say that right? Yes. Wow, you didn't say Linderman. I usually get that. Linderman. Linderman. I looked at it. I'm like, that's Lindman. Ricky Lindman, aka the gay toad on Twitter. Um, you've become one of our favorite Twitter pages on Twitter. We think you're wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm just shit posting. That's, just that's shit. All. <laughs> no, I mean we take that shit posting very seriously. Wait, what are you doing? I'm lowering myself. Oh, God. I was going to turn him up a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, dude, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love your posts. We love the things that you're saying. Um, you may consider it shit posting, but I think, I think the stuff you're saying is important. I think more people need to be resisting the totalitarian bullshit that we're seeing spread across the planet right now. And, you know, thanks for joining the chorus of voices who are doing that. So. Yeah. Brent, Daniel, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I'm excited. We're gonna have a good show today. Yeah. Let's just talk shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we watched that discussion that you did with Mike Harlow a couple weeks ago, and we were like, "This guy's freaking hilarious. We need to have him." <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to get Mike. We're gonna get too, Mike on. But, you know, I can't. On. I can't pin the guy down on a date. He's, we'll get him on. He's he's busy. Yeah. Well, he's, he's busy and sidetracked frequently. Apparently, he has like ADD. So we're like, okay. we understand Mike. We understand. He's great. He's all over the place, but he's in a good way. He's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a, a good person. Recently about his recent date. <laughs> no, what happened? So he went on a date the other day with a liberal who he knew he, it was a liberal. And he was like, I'm going to just like start dropping like well, conservative he, found, he didn't find out he was a liberal until it was like he too late up, to cancel. He looked up his social media and he was like, you know what? I'm going to just go and then just be like Trump won. <laughs> the respiratory virus is fake. I'm like, damn, I almost said it. YouTube's going to cancel us. Uh, yeah, you got to be yeah. careful with that. Apparently, by the end of the date, the guy was in tears. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. He yeah. did text me. I did text him. How did how did it go? Because he said he was going to go meet up with somebody. Yeah. And then all I got a response was, raging lib, all caps. And I said, what happened? And he never replied. <laughs> so he, I I guess he's, probably... he's going to drop a video really soon and apparently tell the story of that date experience. So I'm looking forward to that. But I love when he, he tells his long stories on like Facebook and stuff. <laughs> I really enjoy those. So shout out to Mike. You know, Mike is awesome. I love yeah. him. We love Mike too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, moving on to Ricky. So you are an architect, an interior architect, right? It's very specific. Interior architecture, interior designer. Um, those terms are pretty interchangeable. Yes. I prefer to use interior architect because when yeah. I say interior designer, people think I'm a decorator. That's yes. not what I do. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's definitely a different thing. Where'd you go to school? I went to VCU, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. Cool. Yeah. Was it yeah. very woke? Very woke, and um, woke. which is very hard for me because I can't yeah. keep my fucking opinions to myself. Yeah. It just comes out of me like lava. So, <laughs> well, I saw you had posted something. I think it was last week or something that some of your uh, 
I guess, university community were like trying to cancel you or? Well, they, uh, there was a, there was a group chat with some of my former classmates and they dropped my fucking Twitter page and they're like, this you? And I was like, yup. Wow. Like, oh, did, did you expect me to say something? Yeah. Like, I back down. So I started uh, tweeting about them. And I was like, by the way, if you want to find my worst content, just go through the fucking tweet replies or look through my media. There's me screaming. You're not. Them up, you screenshot them, share them with the whole school. Share them with everybody. I don't give a fuck, bitch. I graduated. I got the degree. We're good. Cancel me. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's what we admire so much about you and others like you, you know, it's, they, they want to scare people like us into silence. You know, they, they yes. have this sort of like hip mainstream woke cult thing going on now. And it, yeah. and it doesn't matter if you're gay or black or, or if you're a minority and you divert in any way from this ideology yep. you are immediately cast out you are called some of the most horrible things like the the hypocrisy from some of these people is just it's because yeah. it has nothing to do with diversity yeah. it, it's a cult that's that's the the label of the cult it has nothing to do with diversity and everything to do with uniform conformity they have no room for voices of dissension if you do not subscribe to a certain part of their doctrine you're outcasted you're a traitor um, self-hating. That's my favorite. I'm sure you guys get that all the time. Yes. Yes. You're oh, self-loathing gay or, or, or an uncle Tom, if you're black. You know, <laughs> you're, it's yeah. disgusting. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, our last, you can't explain our last it. Guest, our last guest we had on was a uh, Christian Watson and you know, he's a black intellectual and he's someone yeah. very much against critical race theory. And, and he's been, you know, arguing against that. And I'm sure, you know, he, people like him get all get called really horrible things and they do. And it's crazy because it's like they'll be they'll be called these things by like these white woke liberals and they don't realize that they're they're the real racists like these are the voices we're supposed to be listening to oh but they're not buying their or your narrative that you're selling them that they're oppressed that they're a victim that you are innately more superior to them which is exactly what they're doing yeah Uh, they they (laughs) said give space to these voices right give them a platform oh just not that just not those voices listen to black voices unless they're saying those things then you don't don't listen to them they're terrible they're uncle tom's people like candace owens and it's just like you know love her or or, or hate her it's why are you going to dismiss an entire you know part of the population who's black who who differ from these liberal woke democrat opinions Um, yeah absolutely hypocrisy And it's, it really is a cult. And I don't throw that around loosely, but that if you look at a definition of a cult and how they're run, yeah, that, that's how it's run. They break it's a cult. families apart. They break friends away from each other. That's what cults do. And it's like, you have to swear allegiance to the cult. And by doing part of, part of doing that is you have to, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Subscribe to all of them. You have to like publicly dismiss people who yes. probably your friends and family to demonstrate to the cult that I am one of you now. Virtue signaling. It's just yeah. like the same thing with the fucking black box on what yeah. was it, a Tuesday with BLM? And that's just my whole feed was just black boxes. I'm like, fucking hell, man. I'm just yeah. turning off this shit. It's what does that do? You that literally ended racism too. by putting a square up. <laughs> it backfired too, because then when people were looking up the Black Lives Matter hashtag, they weren't getting any real information anymore. They were just Loved getting it. a whole wall of black squares. 
<laughs> well, welcome to communism. That's how it works. It is a Marxist information. Yeah, <laughs> so well, it's... I mean, that's from their own leaders. But... Yeah, well, and critical queer, queer theory is one of the things that, uh, you know, we hear a lot about critical race theory, but uh, you don't hear as much about critical queer theory, yeah. or and now they, they're just calling it queer theory. Uh, they're dropping the critical off of it. And it basically, it's sort of the same thing. It's like neo-Marxism uh, repackaged. And, you know, instead of using the racial differences and going after, you know, the, 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 um, the dominant uh, racial group, which, you know, the CRT goes after white people. In critical queer theory, they go after anybody who's cis heteronormative and they've, they've sort of reduced it. They call it, they call them cishets or, and they, it's like C-I-S-H-E-T. I hate the term cis so much. I it's, really do. It's just ridiculous. It's like, I can't call them normal. No, what I hate so much about it, it's like, isn't it enough that you already have your own word like for yourself, like you're a trans man or a trans woman or whatever? It's like, no, it's not enough. Not only do you need your own word for yourself, you need to create a new word to refer to everyone else who is the majority of the population. You need to dominate you. They started talking about queer theory in this language arts class that I was in my freshman year of college. Um, no way. I dropped it. I dropped it. I dropped. I said, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm like, what the hell is this gay shit? I don't want to talk about this shit. And I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, us too. So it's, you know, but I don't know. It's, it seems like it's, it's getting worse, man. It's getting worse. The censorship's getting worse. And I oh, but it's a private business, so they have they reserve the right to do that. Yeah, and it's like sure there are there are all types of arguments you can make there, but look, when something becomes a monopoly, it's monopoly. It is. And it is a monopoly. There's another, you know, there's a whole another layer to it once it gets to that point. And oh no, and you yeah, throw. They say go to another platform or start your own. It's like well, when something's a monopoly, they dominate the public square space. So even if you go and try to start That's, your own, yeah, you'll get. That's what they out. don't understand. They say there's alternatives and I'm like, sure, I, I can always send a fucking messenger hawk. Okay, we'll see how that works. The question is not whether there's alternatives, but whether those alternatives are comparable. What we have now is not. And we, we've seen uh, platforms that try to rise up who dissented from this big tech monopoly. Look at fucking Parler. They removed them from the app store. Yep. When that wasn't enough, they removed them off the servers. And when that wasn't enough... They threatened the the founder and his family. He got death threats, so he had actually had to go into hiding. I don't That's know if you guys know even, about. I did not know about that. I didn't yeah. know he got threatened like that. That's not motherfucker had to go into hiding. Yeah, like, it's crazy. We, we like Minds. We think Minds is a great platform, but the problem with this stuff is like I tried like months ago. I tried to get people to transfer off of those platforms, and it's just so hard to get anyone to give a shit enough to do that so when you when you just leave and you go onto those platforms and you can't get enough people to come off of the big ones you do end up in a sort of echo chamber type situation and that's what a lot of those alternative platforms have, have become i think mines is a little more balanced left right wise probably more libertarian than anything but yeah parlor of course ended up being more conservative but that's what happens when you're specifically banning mostly conservative people they will all end up in their own little echo chamber how is that supposed to help the country? It just, it stops the dialogue. It stops the two sides from talking. Nah, that's the goal. That's the goal. You know, I think that's exactly <laughs> what they want to do. You know, it's, and it's what they're doing right now with the jabbed and the unjabbed. So. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, and that's going to get worse. You, yes. you like how they're calling for lawsuits against unvaccinated or threatening lawsuits. Or God, what was the other one? Uh, put them into solitary confinement. 
they really don't hear themselves i think it's just like do you realize what you guys sound like it's like it's like the last time we started you know segregating and pointing toward individual specific groups of the population and blaming them for spreading disease it was like mid 20th century europe and it's like god that didn't turn out so well and we all vowed to never forget about it now it's like y'all just totally forgot the dehumanizing language but they've repackaged it and rebranded it in a fucking makeup but i mean a pig in makeup is still a piece of shit. like it looks ugly as hell <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it is yeah. they're trying to repackage this yeah. package this shit as woke and that's exactly what um blm with critical race theory is that's exactly what uh queer theory is it's repackaging of this shit that we saw in the 1930s and it, it it's gonna lead to the same result but it's it's in the name of um yeah, betterment of humanity. So it's okay. That old, what's the old, you know, the old saying is the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So I do think a lot of those people mean well. It's not that I don't think that their their hearts are in the right place. I think quite a few of them probably do have their hearts in the right place. They just don't understand that they're indoctrinated and they don't yeah. understand that they are, they are now using this dehumanizing language, even against people who are like them, like us. No, I agree. And I mean, I don't, as much as I get frustrated with these motherfuckers who are following all this shit, I don't hate them because like what you said, I think the majority of them are trying to do yeah. the right thing. They really are. It's the motherfuckers at the top yep. who know exactly what they're doing. I do hate those people. Yeah. yeah, they're disgusting. Yeah. Um, the people at the bottom just following, they're, they're doing it with good intent. Yeah. You're you're walking yourself to the fucking slaughterhouse. Is what doesn't mean we have to be nice to them either, especially if no, you need to be an asshole. It's being an asshole has social utility. Be a fucking prick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love. You gotta say no, and you gotta say no loudly. I love that recent TikTok video you put up about this stuff. It's like we we have to stop trying to negotiate with these people yes like you said they're not they're not speaking the language of reason you can't meet in the middle with them they're never going to give us permission to go back to normal they're never going to give us their blessing like you said so we need to just stop expecting and stop asking for it push them aside and just disobey don't comply you know i agree freedom back and and that's how you're uh, eventually essentially how we're gonna win this is you know because they're not speaking the same language of reason they are completely unhinged and insane um whenever you bring up the facts to them they'll experience cognitive dissonance and they'll go off the charts so because they're so crazy the only solution is to drive them more insane um like refuse to subscribe to their delusions of reality and they they will implode watch them fucking implode they're so pissed that they can't control us and they want to control us so badly like the way some of these people talk online it's just i'm convinced they would love to see the government bust down our doors and just force that shot into us oh they would they hate you (laughs) calling them letting them call themselves liberal or progressive or even leftists at this point doesn't really work because those definitions have specific definitions and what we're basically looking at are a cadre of authoritarians like yes they they want power and they want to use government power to force everybody to comply and that's uh, that's authoritarianism that's Mm -hmm. fascism it's you know medical tyranny these are the words that actually you know describe what we're seeing but the only way that they can push their agenda is to couch it in language that mm-hmm. conceals that agenda yeah. from public scrutiny. And so that's why you see all these things that, that don't make sense. Like they say things like Black Lives Matter and then they don't care about you know inner city gun violence or gang violence for one thing. Or like they, 
you know, they, they call they call us the unvaccinated when in reality we're just healthy we're people. healthy people we're That's healthy it. people with no That's symptoms yeah. so it's like it's, the language is yeah. such a is such it's a brilliant and we we yeah. need to stop referring to ourselves as the unvaxxed or whatever no we're just people who take care of our health and don't feel we need to take this medicine yeah that's it. You, you always take it. Just stop being culty about it. Stop trying to force everyone else to do it. I'm convinced a lot of them, I don't know if this is true. I'm convinced quite a few of them deep down doubt their decision to have gotten the shot and they got it. And I think they need more people to get it because it validates their own decision. Right. It's it. misery seeks the company of misery, essentially, is yep. what it is. Yep. And um, they need other motherfuckers deep down to go down with them so they feel more secure about the decision that they made. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting it. And there's nothing that they can do about it. True. Yeah. I mean, like, stay that. Like, and it's funny because Tim Pool, every time he mentions it, it's like, talk to your doctor, talk to your doctor, because, you know, he's afraid of getting yeah. squashed on you. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, and a lot of people aren't talking to their doctors at all. Yeah. They're not even considering that, you know, that may not be the right choice for them based on their personal medical history, their allergies, whatever, you know, because everybody's unique and we all have our own sort of things. I, for one, I have like pretty bad allergies. I have food sensitivities and I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of it started from my Lyme's disease vaccine because I was perfectly, I was a normal kid growing up. And then in my like two years after I got the uh, Lyme's disease series, which was a series of three shots, I started developing all these weird food sensitivities in my early twenties and I couldn't figure it out. And it's not something that any of my other family members have, but I was the only one in my family to get the Lyme's disease vaccine because at the time I was very pro vaccine. You know, I was, I was, I was you know, really interested in science and I, I, mean, I studied science. So. Yeah. Well, I, my degree is in biochemistry and molecular biology from American university. And I also did a, a some master's work at NYU, but they, they just sort of like, I didn't know that the vaccine injuries were even a possibility because they, they don't like to give informed consent with these things. And that's what I'm finding a lot with, with this new round of jabs is that they're, they're not really giving informed consent. They're not telling people what the risks are. And that is in clear violation of the Nuremberg Code of well, Ethics. worse is they're also using coercion, which is also a violation of the Nuremberg Code of yeah. Ethics. They're coercing people into getting it. So not only are they not informing them of all the risks involved, they're, they're coercing people. They're trying to bribe them with things to get this or to, you know, limit their activities. Like you can't, you can't work. You can't fly. You, you know, you can't attend a wedding or a funeral. It's absurd. It's horrible. And that is because, and it's really brilliant how they designed this. They can implement it via the government everywhere else in the world because they don't have a constitution. Yep. Corporations are the loophole through the constitution. Yes, they are. That's how they are implementing it here. Well, you're not being forced to get the vaccine. You just won't be able to go to school. You won't be able to have a job, at least there. Um, you won't be able to travel. You don't have to shop at Target. You can go shop at the mom and pop short down the street. But, you know, those have been all obliterated due yeah. to the lockdown. So good luck finding a fucking alternative that's all comparable. Um, that's how they're going to implement it here. But they're able to do that because, I mean, governments are restricted by the Nuremberg laws and all that. Corporations aren't. But why? Why why are they exempt from that? It's good. It's a why good can point. they force their employee to get it? And when, you know, when you look back then at the uh, you know, the I can't say that nazi term, right? I'll just say nazi, the times of the nazis. You know, how many doctors spoke up? You know, not many. 
Hardly uh, any. Fact, and many of them participated, which is what the whole Nuremberg thing was about. Basically, almost none of them did, you know, and, yeah. and they probably all thought they were on the right side of history and, you know, you know, for, for Germany, et cetera, et cetera. And when you look back at it, it's like, no, you guys all complied. And I think that's, I think down the line, a lot of these doctors and medical professionals are going to realize that they are the new version of that. You know, they are. These are crimes against humanity, you know, make them 100%. And I do think that there, I will say it on here. I do think there is a horrible, horrible, horrible agenda. Yes. We also think that and, and it's sad because we can't say what we think. And even if it's our opinion, we're not allowed to even say that opinion anymore. This video is going to get flagged and removed. And shit, we might have even said things already too. <laughs> I think so far we've been safe. so far. But even if yeah. even if we do, you know, I mean, if we want to go like totally uncensored, we can and I'll upload it to Rumble yeah. because Rumble is letting people speak their minds. Yeah. And it's just so weird how I, I had a tweet uh, about the. The, the 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 drug that starts with an i that, that we you're not allowed say. to talk yeah. about on youtube yeah. <laughs> but it's just like they wouldn't be censoring it so hard if there wasn't anything there you know if it wasn't actually you know a, a potential option for treatment yeah. and when you have so many doctors saying that it is and you know people that these are doctors that are on the front lines dr pierre corey for example uh dr robert malone mm -hmm. is another one uh brett weinstein had his channel uh censored and so it's just unbelievable that all these professionals who are real scientists and, and the, the whole trust the science thing is another thing that really boggles my mind because it's another one of those, those lights of yeah. hand. Yeah. Where they, they say one thing, but they don't actually mean that. They just mean, listen to whatever the TV says today, because what the TV says today and what it says tomorrow will change and often contradict itself. Just like Dr. Fauci did when he talked about the masks. So yep. It's just unbelievable. And that's why it's, it's very obvious that these people are authoritarians and fascists. And when they try to couch the, you know, when they try to identify as anything else, we need to call them out on it and yeah. be like, no, that's not what you yeah, want. Yeah, I, I agree with Ricky. You just got to be an asshole to them and, and just laugh and mock laugh them. at them. Mock them mercilessly. Yeah, just mock yes. them and laugh at them. And, and the more you do that, they're, they're just they're going to get You so have to angry. be obnoxiously uncompromising. I say that a lot. And um, the reason is because let's say you do get through to somebody. All right. And you, let's say for the point of argument, so we don't get censored YouTube. This is, I'm not saying this is the yeah. truth. This hypothetically, is just hypothetically, if I were to hypothetically show someone that masks do not work. Okay. And I show them all the facts, all the proof. And they, they said, you know what? I think you're, you know what? You're right. I think you're right. They go into target. Everybody's wearing a mask. Where are they going to do? They're going to wear a mask too. Want to know why? Because it has nothing to do with what is factually or morally right. It has everything to do with what is socially acceptable. There's a, a Russian experiment. I forget the name of it. I think it was a Russian. Anyways, but there yeah, was a, it, it was it just had this pulled up. But was it the group of lines? Keep going. I'm going to find that experiment. It was uh, five people and four people in the room were in on the experiment. And there was one person who did not. And they were told, choose the shortest line on the graph. And all the four people who knew what was up, they would choose the longest line. And the first person, okay. or the one who didn't know, he would choose the shortest one. I was thinking Over time, experiment. he started complying and like just saying whatever the hell they said because he didn't want to stand out. He didn't want to be outcasted. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And well, it was, it's unbelievable because when I was, uh, we were up in New York, uh, we li I lived in New York City for like the last 11 years. And we just recently started to relocate down here in Florida. 
And uh, well, one of the, re- the major reason was because the lockdowns destroyed my two businesses. I had a very successful Airbnb thing going on and it was just decimated by the lockdowns and that was no longer an option. So um, the we, other reason is the increase in crime and homelessness everywhere and the city smelling triple the amount of piss than it used to smell like graffiti everywhere. Like Hell's Kitchen used to be a neighborhood that just 16 months ago, we would say, oh yeah, it's a perfectly safe, safe place to live. Fun. Can't say that anymore. Lots. It's the same thing in California. It's disgusting here. Yeah, but I would I would walk my dog in the mornings, and you know we're outside, you know in the open air. It's you know summertime or springtime. It's you know it's warm, so I wouldn't wear a mask because I was outside and whatever. And I would get the dirtiest looks from people, and they would you know sometimes I would have people even directly say, "Oh, you should be wearing a mask, wear a mask." And I'm just like, we're outside. Like, you can avoid me. Like, I'm healthy. Like, I don't know what your problem is. If you're paranoid, like, whatever. They get off to controlling you. They've been on a power trip for the past year and a half. That's why this big booty bitch, it was a couple months ago, she came (laughs) up to me when I was leaving Target. I wasn't wearing a mask in there. She said, you need to be wearing a mask. And I looked at her and she was fat as hell. And I said, you don't (laughs) give a fuck about your health. You don't give a fuck about your health. She didn't say shit. I looked at her and then I walked away. They are so used to not being confronted. If you confront these people, everybody listening, confront them. I know it's hard, not easy. If you confront them, they will, they will cower down. They have no backbone. They just have this God complex that when it's challenged, they'll completely break down. I promise you. We saw people jogging alone in the park with masks. People, People outside separated from each other, having picnics with their families with masks on. It's like, they had to put signs at, people, at public you know? pools to tell oh, people yes. not to wear a mask in the pool because it was a risk of drowning. That's basically what they do when they waterboard <laughs> you is they put a cloth over your head. I'm losing yes! faith in humanity. I'm losing faith in humanity. But the experiment that I thought you were going to mention, the one you mentioned was a different one, but the one I was thinking of was this. It's called oh, the, Milgram the, the Milgram experiment. So it was an experiment on obedience to authority figures, which was a series of uh, social psychology experiments and it was conducted at Yale. By it's the shock one, right? That's the shock yes. one, yeah. So yeah. they would progress. They measured the willingness of study participants, men from a diverse range of occupations with varying levels of education, to obey an authority figure who instructed them to perform acts conflicting with their personal conscience. Participants yeah. were led to believe that they were assisting an unrelated experiment in which they had to administer electric shocks to a learner. These fake electric shocks gradually increased to levels that would have been fatal had they been real. Yeah, so they had the guy, the one guy was the the, the subject, and then yeah. the person that they were zapping was like an actor who would, you know, as they give progressive, yeah. you know, shocks, which weren't real, but they the, the person pushing the button didn't know that. They would just act like they were getting a oh, stronger yeah, so and stronger zap. The experiment found unexpectedly... I don't know how this was unexpectedly, that a very high proportion of subjects would fully obey the instructions, albeit reluctantly. So like you said, like there are these people, they know that you're right and they walk into the target and they wear it anyway, reluctantly, but they, they do it anyway because yeah. they're afraid to, to confront or disobey the authority figure. So yeah, the experiments apparently began in 61 and they were they were a result of the trial of the war criminals, uh, specifically uh, Adolf Eichmann in Jerusalem. So, yeah, it's very strange. trying to understand the psychology, right? How did so many people just go along? How did so many well, people just turn a blind eye? Now we know, right? Now we know. Also, Bob, it's so much easier to obey it. 
it's just so much easier just following orders you know yeah bob altemeyer wrote a uh wrote the book called the authoritarians where he basically uh sketched out that humanity has basically two groups of people that one is more uh independent capable of independent thought critical thinking self-reflection self-awareness uh and they live by their own internal moral compass where they sort of over their life they form uh, their morals and their ethics they live by and then the other part can't do that for whatever reason you know, the other half of humanity these are the authoritarians and what happens is they sort of glom onto an external rule set or an external social structure and they can become very religious or like get really involved in social movements but because they don't have that ability to internally uh, form their own set of rules and ethics they have to by nature of their their being they have to glom onto something external yeah and so this is something that we we really i don't think we understand as a as a society on like a large scale and the other thing that we don't get is psychopathy which is sort of a whole nother kettle yeah. of fish but it's also i want to say that's not limited to to a left or right thing you know you can right. have right authoritarians yes. and you right can have authoritarians left, left authoritarians and yep. you know there, there are right-wing people out there following the mass stuff i mean look look at the crap that uh mitch mcconnell just said the other day oh <laughs> my God. turtle boy, get turtle boy. yeah i love your catchphrase gobble man, my pussy gobble my fucking pussy <laughs> this motherfucker just come by mitch mcconnell how long has that guy been in congress like fucking five centuries yeah. like since the beginning he was yeah. there he's if you look at the declaration of independence he signed it he's <laughs> at the bottom he's at the bottom and then his wife i thought this was interesting his wife her name is elaine chow she's got extensive business dealings in china yeah. she's made a lot of money from you know in, i don't know what the exact business is but yeah. i know she's making a lot of money from dealings in china and considering the relationship between the democratic party and china it's it's very and the whole thing just seems like we're having this sort of slow Chinese takeover of the American political structure. And yeah. they, they benefit from these kind of kooky kids on TikTok telling us, you know, what gray sexual is and demisexual and all these little I can't. things. I can't with these people. I can't. It, it's designed to numb us yeah. down, essentially. Yeah. And we get we get caught up in these, these arguments that don't matter. And the right falls right into it. And they're just like, Oh, you know, there's only two genders. And I'm like, we're all getting fucked by the state right now. Yes. Can, can, yeah, can we stop bickering on the tracks and look at the fucking brain incoming? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's frustrating. Well, and then the, I think the, the bigger question is like, when it comes back to psychopathy, like I'm a, I was a big fan of, I did a deep dive into psychopathy research. Uh, probably it was around like 2016, 2015, or even even earlier than that. It's probably I, earlier. I forget what yeah. it was. But I was that was up, before you met me. Yeah, well, I was doing. Yeah, that's right. So it was long before then. But I, I read a whole bunch of books on the psychopathic mind. Uh, Robert Hare has his classic tone without conscience. He's basically like the big researcher who popularized this idea of like what a psychopath is and how he came up with the the gold standard. It's called the uh, psychopathy checklist revised or the PCLR which is a, a, a test that they use. It's an, a long form interview uh, combined with like uh, what you actually know about the individual's behavior. Yeah, it puts you on a scale and basically- Yeah, it's like one to 32. And if you're above a certain number, you're, you're basically considered a, a psychopath officially. But these, these types of individuals have no conscience. They actually, uh, they don't have a normal emotional range. They can't experience joy the way that we do. They really only experience like uh, a sense of frustration 
and anger when they're when they don't get what they want and the difference between those that are successful in actually concealing themselves uh from the population and those that end up in prison is how well they can delay their gratification yeah. well they, they experience pleasure and all that stuff but yeah, I, but they, yeah. they well it, their pleasure is based on sadism they only yes. they're only happy when somebody else is suffering duping delight is and they can the terms they you know, and sometimes it's you know like it's like the serial killer who really like, you know really goes the whole nine yards yeah. or it's just you know like that person at your job <clears throat> that just sort of like you know, gets off on causing division. Well, with, with Robert, essentially like power. Yeah. yeah. The way Robert Hare describes it is that there are the ones who operate on the shady side of the law. So they won't technically break a law. They're not murderers. They, they won't like do something illegal, but this can be someone who say you get in a relationship with, and then it just emotionally abuse you and drain your resources for years and years and years. Right. Yeah. Equally without conscience, right. They just are not doing something technically illegal or violent. Right. And with the serial killer topic is it's one of the biggest misconceptions about what a psychopath is. People just assume they're an unhinged person who kills. And it's like, no, all a psychopath really is, is just someone who simply doesn't have a conscience. You know, they could be charming and manipulative, or they could be violent and aggressive. Really, it's the environment that seems to determine that, the nurture. But there's something in the nature of a small percentage of the population that just, they don't have that mechanism of a conscience, you know? And if you view a conscience as something that could be turned on and off, and that's kind of what I view it as, you know, they just don't have that. It's not a matter of turning right. on and off. But the creepiest part is they can mimic emotions when they're smart enough to realize that, oh, I'm different. And some of them get to that point. They realize like I'm, I'm different than everyone else. So they try to blend in. So they'll teach themselves to fake cry in front of a mirror, for example, so that when they're at their, you know, family's funeral, they can pretend to fake cry at the funeral. So they blend in with everyone else. But really, these people don't experience the full range of human emotions. And theoretically, they have a disproportionate amount of damage on society. And partly that's because of our, our unawareness of them and how they work and how fundamentally different they are from. And it's them. impeccable how so yeah. many of them manage to get positions in prominent yeah. power. I think some are born um, into it, but they also naturally they naturally gravitate towards positions. Right. Because power. power well, there's there's a quote and it's that. Um, Good doesn't reach positions of power because good, innately good things does not need power in order to be fulfilled. And that's happiness, that's friendship, that's love. All comes at no price. Evil seeks power because it needs power to be fulfilled. Yep. And that's uh, that's control, that's hatred, that's vengeance. You need to have power. And that's why I think innately that is why uh, government is corrupt. It is nasty because they only type of people who usually seek those positions are people who want power. Good people don't need those positions. They don't want it. They don't want to be fulfilled that way. I'm going to read a Thomas Saul quote really quick because I think it's related to this. He said, the last person to trust with power is someone who is dying to have it. The best person to wield power is someone who is reluctant to do so. But who will do it for a while as a civic duty? That is why term limits should make it impossible to have a whole career in politics so term limits I think term like, limits yeah. there's this also this idea that power corrupts and that absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah. and while i think there is some truth to that i think the deeper truth uh, or you know concomitant truth is that the uh the corrupt seek power mm -hmm. yeah. and so it's more likely. It could be both. You know, I think well, there are yeah, people who no, aren't corrupt. I think it's, it's a compound. It's, it's along the same lines. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's because good only organizes when what it loves is threatened, um, essentially. Like, we, we look out at all the shit going on right now. Things seem bad. And that's, I think, generally because good is only just starting to organize. Look at all the, uh, the protests and, like, very nasty protests, which are good, against the um, vaccine passports over in Europe that they're not showing. Good is starting to organize. Yeah. It takes some time. Well, there's a um, actually a big one supposed to be for tomorrow, and I think it's worldwide. And, it's and worldwide, yeah. it was interesting because Daniel got an email about yeah. this other Medicare for yeah. all protest so that was planned on the same day. day. Yeah, like Susan Sarandon and like some other famous people are speaking at it. And it's like the same exact day as the anti-jab passport protests. They're organizing a Medicare for all protest. And what'll probably happen is that'll happen the media will cover that one and be like oh look today there was a medicare for all protest in new york city and totally ignore the fact that worldwide a bunch of people rallied against these fucking weird like this is straight up 1984 shit and everyone read that book they're like that would never happen actually you're part of it i don't think (laughs) enough people read it to be honest i think a lot of people on the internet who quote it even didn't read that book to be honest so Probably. Anything more people should read it. Go read that book, people. Seriously. Yeah, read 1984. Animal Farm is another yeah. great one. I, just, another good I, one. I love that idea. That, you know, it's like all animals are equal, but some are yeah. more equal than well, others. A lot of people forget too that, you know, Orwell was a socialist, you know. He was. Yeah. So I think I think it's important to remember that too, that he he was criticizing from a place of being amongst those people. He saw the inners of the planet. He saw, it, you he know? saw how it met, yeah. how it worked. And yeah. then we, yeah. and then he wrote the books. Yeah. He called it way in advance. Yeah, well, Peterson recommends Road to Wigan Pier. I have not read that one yet, but that's the one Jordan Peterson says, like, if you read Orwell, you need to read that one. So it's on my list. So how is, you're in San Diego, right, Tok? I am in San Diego. Yeah. How's it going in San Diego? Get out. God, godless. <laughs> it is godless. Come to Florida. Uh, okay, so I'm trying to move to Texas. I've been applying okay. to jobs out there. I'm hopefully going to be there within the next maybe three months. I will go as soon as I can. Um, you know, it's so I just did a cross country trip from Virginia, driving from Virginia to California because that's where I went to school. I had my truck out there, all my stuff driving back. Every state was fine. Nobody really wearing masks outside or inside. I shit you not. The moment I crossed into the California fucking border, the roads got shittier and everybody <laughs> was walking outside with a fucking mask on. I'm like, what the it's hell all happened? The world, yeah it's 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 no no exaggeration it's insane like, it's, like it's, a universe. it's it's like a whole it's like another universe. country new york's the same man new york's the same new jersey too is quite similar you know that's where i'm from it, i'm from new jersey yeah we did okay. a lot of driving up and down between new york and florida when we were we were going back and forth a few times a year yeah. and um the the one thing that we noticed is that sort of soon as we got out of the new jersey new york area you know, the, the masking was a little bit more optional. You know, a lot of places still had the signs on the windows, but yeah. the people in the shops weren't enforcing it or, you know, the, the patrons inside, it was maybe like, you know, 10% were wearing it versus, you know, like, whereas you're from New Jersey or New York, it's like, as soon as you walk into a store, you know, it's like, hey, do you have a mask? You have to have wear, mask? yeah. They'll, they'll literally like try to kick you out. Like if you don't. Oh yeah, I've, I've been kicked out. <laughs> yeah, well, my little protest when we were in New York was that I would, I would have one or I'd have it, you know, kind of handy. And then I wouldn't put it on until somebody said something to me. So like that way, at least I, and I, you know, I, it was, it was, uh, you know, they had to engage in order to get me to comply. I wasn't just going to comply 
offhanded, but a lot of the places, you know, like Whole Foods or like the, the Morton Williams up there, you know, like as soon they even have people that are like standing by the door yeah. to sort yeah, of they like won't even let you, you in. Yeah. as you they walk in. Let you sir, in. you need yeah. a mask, sir, you need a mask. So it's crazy. They force you to do it if you want to eat. And that's what's so nuts about it. That's where I think it's also another good way to be obnoxious. Like, oh, I'm going to comply, but in the dumbest way ever, like put a yeah. fucking laced thong over your face. Yeah. Walk yeah. into the store. That was see what happens. You need to be covering your mask over your face. I am. Well, that's not McAfee was doing that in the airports. Is that what McAfee was doing? Then McAfee, there's pictures of him with like literally his wife's thong, like on his face. Really? Yeah, you can look. I don't know what happened to him, but I suspect foul play. You know, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, did you hear about who? John McAfee. He was so John McAfee is he was in his like 70s and he was the original creator of McAfee antivirus programs. And yes. He had a yes. lot. Of, okay, he I know sold it. Now. And he had a lot. He was living off of royalties and then he made a lot of money on Bitcoin or whatever. Um, and they the United States government had been after him for a long time for tax evasion because he was very big on tax protests, you know, and he was he was a very big advocate for not paying taxes. Well, he got into crypto. Yeah, he yeah. thought taxation was, you know, criminal, taxation is theft, um, like all these things. And he was very, very vocal about it. And because he had such a name, you know, his message was spreading. And somebody, uh, you know, in some alphabet agency had warned him. Uh, months before he died that they were going to try to, to to suicide him and so he got a tattoo on his arm that was like i will not you know like, no, it said whacked yeah so yeah. okay so basically yeah it said whacked and the whole idea was that you know he was basically even from if even if he ends up you know dying it's like he's gonna it's gonna say on his body that you know he didn't do it himself yeah, he and he advocated yeah. against it well what a man no. what a fucking dad. he was he's dead now. they picked him up and they were holding him in barcelona and he was found dead in you know a jail cell and the circumstances surrounding his death are shady it was yeah. ruled a suicide and all this that and yeah. the other his Very wife already came out and said he did not kill shades himself. of jeffrey epstein and it's just it's crazy because it's like and, and look what they're doing to julian assange yeah. but like it's like we yeah. have a you know, a, a coiter, a fucking coven. I don't a know what you want to call it. of psychopathic child diddling totalitarian evil bastards. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, you know, they'll call us QAnon crazies for yeah. saying that. I'm like, I have nothing to do with QAnon. I don't like so QAnon. Here's, here's the thing we with QAnon. Up. And we about, about 90% of what QAnon talks about is real shit. It's yeah. true. Right. But what they do is they dilute it with fucking 10% of horse shit. Yeah, so crazy. then the other 90% gets completely dismissed as crazy yes. nonsense. No, it's true. It was 100% psyop. We think it was a psyop. We suspect it was. Because oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I can't think of any other thing it could have been, you know. And there's still these people who are, who are attached to it. And they still think, like, trust the plan. And, like, something's going to happen. Or, or Trump's going to get installed in office again or something. And it's well, before like, QAnon, too, we had the flat earth thing. Yeah. Which, which was pretty <laughs> obviously a psychological operation. But I think they were sort of testing the lines of credulity. And this was also pre-COVID, where they were sort of, like, figuring out okay if we say something totally crazy how many people will believe it how yeah. what percentage of the population will imbibe the message and start regurgitating it and believing mm-hmm. it to be true 
And what they found was that there were plenty of people that were willing to believe that the world was flat. And it's just like that, that sort of set the stage. So now they went to the, you know, then then that thing sort of stopped and piddled out. And then they sort of moved into the QAnon thing, which began to attract a lot of people who yeah. were all willing to understand that, and you know, that like a lot of unstable people. Well, yeah, yeah. so whenever you get into conspiracy theory, you're always going to attract unstable personalities. Yeah. That's just the nature of, of, you know, the information. But the that doesn't mean that the information is invalid yeah. or isn't worth investigation, yep. isn't worth discussion, reflection. And it comes back to like, you know, like what is science? It's like, well, it's having an open-minded interest in open discourse and dialectic approaches to problem solving and to discussion. And that's what they don't want us to do. They don't want us to have conversations like this. They don't want us to talk to each other, to network, because, you know, we're, we, we, we do, you know, even though we have a very small audience, we have like 120 subs on YouTube or something. Uh, it, it's, you know, any mind, if I, if I reach one mind with a message, I feel it's like too it, much the whole them. thing is worth it. Yeah. And that they no, it's also too that. much for them. They're flagging everyone trying everyone. And even like the use of language, going back to the word conspiracy yeah. theory, I think that term came up about with the assassination of JFK I mean, is when <laughs> it was first invented. The term itself um, it, it places on the preconceived connotation of the phrase rather than the serious evaluation of the proofs in front of you. It'd be like, you can show someone whatever you want. It could be verifiable, but they say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. That's placing emphasis on the phrase rather than the serious evaluation of proofs. It's another one of those word plays. We talked about this when we had Christian Watson on, or who was our last guest. And, you know, basically like, Yes, there are there are lots of unstable people who are get into conspiracies, and there are a lot of really batshit conspiracies that are clearly like wacky as hell. But that doesn't mean there aren't legitimate instances in which people are conspiring. And and one of the arguments I made on the show is that if you really look at history, in a sense, it's kind of a series of conspiracies, right? It's, it's people with power or who want power who get together behind closed doors and make plans to get that power and, and to keep it, right? So by that definition, history is sort of a, a series of conspiracies, um, you know, but also just how dismissively, how, how dismissive that term is. It's it's used in that way to just kind of. You're not allowed to or something, to not debate it, to not argue about it. All you have to do is just say, ah, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. You don't even have to debate it anymore, you know. Yes, yeah, like you're not allowed to think for yourself. Yeah. And it's and again, I think it comes back to the fact that there are these like fundamental differences in people that we don't see on the surface. You know, everybody's yeah. sort of Focus caught up on, on race sexuality this, yeah. or skin color, yeah. uh, you know, and and you know, your, your whatever. But they the shit that don't matter. Yeah. Right. They, they should be looking at the interior makeup. Yeah, they don't the, matter, the deep you know? things like can you like I've been saying online, like on I, as I spent more and more time on Twitter, I'm coming to realize that critical thinking, uh, self awareness and reading comprehension are superpowers because they are so rare yeah. that you know people will deliberately misunderstand you they they will uh you know jump to ad hominem attacks they'll start you know sling insults right off the bat yeah and you know i don't know what percentage of that is actual genuine people who just you know aren't capable of a higher level of thought and what percentage of it are you know malevolent actors and i i do believe there are a number of malevolent actors on twitter and other social media yeah i think there's a ton of bots on there too that they're just there for damage control like just and feds feds, lots of feds. next time you see like comments that just seem like it's slogans being spit back out at you go click on it and see if they have like 
one digit followers. Oh, I love to look at that. That's yeah. what Brent start and I start looking for. We're just like, do they have one <laughs> digit followers, two digit followers? When was the account created? Oh, March 2020. Oh, yeah, this is a bot. I'm not engaging with you. Go Y'all on. ever see those tweets where you're like, damn, that's dope as hell. But is it like, is it based or is it a fucking fed? Like, <laughs> what are you trying to do? Are you fishing right here? Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. bizarre. We, um, so I, I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on January 6th because, uh, you know, Daniel and I went to D.C. on January 6th because we wanted to sort of be there document. to witness and document. We knew they were going to lie about it. So we're like, let's go. Let's check it out. Honestly, I warned Brent. I was like, this is going to backfire. This is going to be bad. Something bad's going to happen. Let's not go. Let's not go. Brent was really adamant about going. And I was like, obviously, I'm I not just got to let you go by yourself. This camera so. that, we're, that, we, that we use, I just got it. So I wanted to go down and, and shoot some video and talk to people because, you know, I, I, I like to talk to people that from all well, kinds of backgrounds. We knew we were going to start this too. That yeah, we were so gonna start the show. I was trying to get some footage and stuff. So we went down and it just, it strikes me now that they're sort of turning it into this whole like witch hunt, witch hunt or psychological yeah. operation. And they're using it to advance this idea of, you know, white supremacy is the biggest problem in the United yeah. States or whatever. Because now they can label anything as white supremacy yeah. or as a domestic terrorism. Yeah. And then, you know, we don't question it because it's labeled as such. So it must be correct. Yeah, well, it was a brilliant, brilliant operation. Yeah, they were trying to do that since the war on hundreds, terror. Hundreds of thousands of people that, you know, and the whole thing, it was, you know, it was to stop the steal was like the slogan of the, yeah. the rally. And that's you know, why most people were there was for that. Right. Because they, and there was a lot of, uh, a lot of ethnic Chinese, a lot of Chinese yeah, immigrants, a lot of Chinese people, um, because they were a big fan of, of Trump and the way that he stood up to China or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it just struck me that how, you know, a few hundred, you know, easily misled, you know, mostly men were able to, you know, like just act in capital and yeah. go right in no problem and they keep saying that in. like oh it's because they were white that they were able to get in it's like no it's because security was pulled back and they were allowed they opened the gates they they opened the gates was there a fight at the front yes there was and there's plenty of footage of that so yes there was definitely a push at the front a lot of people got swept up into the excitement like uh, like we're not going to sit here and pretend that there was no like aggressive mm-hmm. people there trying to force their way in but yes, there's also all this footage of people coming in through the side door and they were just let in, you know? They were let in. Yeah. And there, there was this yeah. really telling video. It was, um, it shows them all on the, the foots of the Capitol. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a guy, he's going up to the security guards who are just standing there with their vests, not, not doing anything. He's like, these people just went into our Capitol. You're yeah. just standing there and not doing anything. You're not calling for backup. You're you just doing? watching. Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. It was a setup. I saw that video, yeah. And there were, yeah, there were bad actors in that shit. What was interesting too is that there was a very similar event in, uh, I think it was Minnesota, where Governor Whitmer was. They had, there was a big protest against her um, and the lockdowns in the state. And they, they had hijacked basically the protest and they the the feds were able to whip up people into a frenzy and to get them to go inside and they had security stand down and it was like it was a trial run for what happened in dc you know uh, like a few months later and this governor whitmer kidnapping plot i've been sort of following the development online they found that like yeah, they out just of arrested the, someone out, yeah, out of the 14 yeah. It was the, out of the, the 14 people that were involved, like at least five of them were, were feds, three yeah. were informants and two were actual undercover agents. So it's like 30% or 33% or more of the, 
the actual plotters were government agents and like they could have stopped that at any time yeah it's like no they helped yeah. facilitate it it's the same logic with the whole QAnon thing where it's 90 percent good intent or honesty but then you have the 10 percent of the delusion which completely discredits the message <laughs> protesting an election fraud you have a right to do that and they had true grievances that they have a right to express they, they did yeah and and that's what's polluted you know we talked to a lot of people there and that, that's what they were there for you know no one we talked to at least was like yeah we're gonna storm the capital that was not that was just not the thing were there people there who obviously had that intention obviously because it's happened and i think there were also people who heard it was happening and then got swept up into the excitement and were like i want to be a part of this and then they you know, it's it's a mob mentality. And it's like, obviously, Trump Trump supporters are equally as capable of, of that as Black Lives Matter protesters. But it's the double standard in the way that the media is treating these events. Yes. You know, it's like, where where were the feds investigating the, the burning down of the police station in Portland? Like, and, and all the people who participated in that. Why weren't they all being identified? Fiery, but mostly police. Why weren't the feds knocking on all those doors? Why are they coming after people like us to ask us questions? You know, because they hate you and they want you dead, essentially. Really? And, and yeah. that's not even hyperbole. Like, that, that is true. They want you guys dead. Probably. <laughs> like for the record, though, on the show, and we said it before, we're not suicidal. So if anything ever happens to us, <laughs> I did not kill myself. We did not kill ourselves. Myself. You know, we have witnesses. It's on the show. Ricky knows. So yeah, I stand by that. Yeah, that's just, I don't know what, uh, I don't know where it's going to go or what's going to happen in the future, but yeah. I, I am kind of certain things are going to get worse before they get better. Same. That's why I'm very it's, interested in- I hope I'm wrong. I hope we're wrong. There's many pathways and I won't go into detail. All of them are very nasty. Yeah. Yeah. And- All of them. And, and when, no matter which way. Yeah. Well, I think things have to get worse for more people to sort of wake up and- the, the people that can wake up because I don't think like, again, I think only a certain proportion of the populace is even capable of yeah. having this level of like higher thought and reflection and critical thinking. Yeah. And it's not some, and, yeah. and it's, it's hard. It's, it's challenging. It's scary. We need to band together, I think. And, you know, I, I made a tweet the other day about this, but it's just like, I'm, I'm no longer focused on winning hearts and minds anymore. I'm over that. I'm over You're that. trying, I saw that you're trying to find your, your group. The point is now, I think the goal now is to just gather those people who already know, don't even waste time trying to win hearts and minds of the people who, cause it, it's been 16 months, you know, They're damaged goods. You're damaged. If you haven't figured this shit out by now, like you're lost. I'm not even going to waste my time trying to argue with you. The goal now is to gather people like you, to gather people like Mike, to gather people like Christian, to gather people who are just open-minded people who are willing to discuss these things, who, who want to resist the censorship, who want to resist the totalitarianism, to gather that tribe together of individualists, people who value that is, the individual, you know? And that, that has no affiliation with party, yes. religion, race, no, sexuality. want to be moderates, you know? And, and if you want to be free, yeah. you don't want to be a slave, if you just want to be left the hell alone, the this line. is your side. This is your side. So it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If yeah, I don't care. You're, you're a Democrat and you're against the Vax passports and all that stuff, you're on, you're on our side. You know, we're, yes. I don't care if you're a Democrat. It's just as long as you are not a totalitarian, as long as you're not trying to force people to do something. So, and there's plenty of people on the right doing that shit too. Yes, absolutely. Plenty. Again, Mitch McConnell. They're disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah, establishment the Republicans are a joke. I yeah. mean, I've, I've been paying attention to them. I went to school at, at American University in Washington, D.C., 
uh, from about, I guess I transferred there uh, 2000 uh, to uh, 2001, 2002, yeah, 2002 to brand. 2005, I don't like remember. <laughs> and it was the George W. Bush years. And we were, at the time, I was very like anti-George W. Bush, yeah. very anti-war. So, you uh, know, I was against the war on terror and like, you know, the, the way that they had used 9-11, which again is a whole nother can of worms, but the way they used that to basically spawn this whole new series of wars in the Middle East. And they wanted to yeah. go into like seven different countries in seven years and stuff. But there was a very active anti-war movement against them and then what had happened was obama came in and he you know sort of glommed on to that ideology he sort of spoke that that hope and change and we're going to stop these regime change wars and all this stuff then he gets into power and it's like the opposite thing continues happened. all the same continued crap. and then yeah. took it to the next level yeah. even like he had he dropped more bombs and used more drones and more assassinations and Bush, than george yeah. w bush ever could have because people were so adamantly against him but because obama was was black and was a democrat you know people sort of thought that he was like the best thing since sliced bread and there was no way that you could question or critique him it's they're they're two wings of the same bird, and they were really brilliant. Whoever Mr. Global is, who chose Barack Obama to run, because it's absolutely right. You cannot question him. Like you're racist. You're a racist. Yeah, and I guess we can kind of see almost like the sort of like origins of like how the critical race ideology was even sort of uh, gestating Spawned. that. Yeah. Using that whole argument of if you dare critique him, you know, you're a racist. Yeah. And it's something I've seen before too with uh, like anti like critiquing uh, Israeli state policy when it comes yeah. to the Palestinians. It's like anytime, you know, you come out and critique Israel for dropping bombs on innocent Gazans, uh, it's it's like, you know, all of a sudden you're an anti-Semite or yeah. whatever. And, you know, like, that's they, a crazy yeah. and that with the right that one drives not, not crazy. recognizing that it's totally possible to criticize the israeli government and criticize hamas you don't have to pick a freaking side in this thing like both both can be both wrong, are bad you know <laughs> people have been so regimented into yeah. you putting things into categories i yeah. think naturally as humans that's what we do but it's so hard to break that where if you critique one person no that's not that's not a uh a uh i'm, I'm supporting this other side no you should be able to critique everybody, and both sides are guilty of that. You can't critique even, even people that you might disagree with on most things can still say things that you agree with sometimes. And this was whole the Trump phenomenon thing too, because it's like when Trump was saying things that are correct and accurate, because the media just riled up so much hatred against him. These people who are supposed to be lefties were actually like agreeing with policies that were very not lefty, like like the whole Syria incident. Like you had all these people calling for him to bomb more. Yeah. You know, and it's like, aren't you people supposed to be the anti-war side? What happened? It's like, oh, because it came out of Trump's mouth, then we have to just do the opposite or agree with the opposite of whatever he says. Oh, it's fake news. Well, he was correct about that. But all the news that he's saying is fake news must be the real news because it, he said it's fake. They're damaged. Yes. And it's so damaged. sad because like these are our people. Yeah. And it, it does break my heart to see it all does, these people yeah. being completely like destroyed by this this propaganda campaign. I've people in my family that I love, but they're gone. They're gone. I'm sure you guys have them too. And it's, it's yeah. so sad, but exactly what you said, we're not trying to win their hearts anymore. Yeah. They're damaged goods. We need to find our group of people. We need to rile them up and just, you know, speak Prepare. to them, you know, gather communities, like, like trade resources with each other. Like we want to get land, you know, that's what we want to do. Yeah. We want to try to become more self-sufficient and, and homestead and, 
And I think there are a lot of people now waking up and, and realizing that that's the direction that they need to be heading in. Because if the lockdowns revealed anything, it reveals, especially if you're from a city, just how dependent we are upon that system. And what yeah. would happen if the supply chain were to really, truly break down? You know, it would be chaos. Absolutely. Chaos. I think that's the main thing. You know, we got to find our groups right now. Find your community, your people. Organize, yeah. have like each other's said, back. We want to be left alone. It's like we're not radicals, we're not extremists. We don't want to force our will on anyone. It's the people who want to force their will on you. Those are the extremists. The people we, we aren't even the ones anything. doing the radicalization. We're oh, just yeah. fucking quote tweeting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you're doing. I, I saw that tweet you put up. It's like, hey, you're doing all the work. You know, it's true. <laughs> we're it's just tweeting you. <laughs> You're the one saying this crazy. They are. Yeah. yeah. It's like that one meme where it's like, who radicalized you? And he yeah. gets closer to him. He's like, you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it's, it's well, and I also find it, I just find it hilarious that they, you know, they, they use this term radicalization or they yeah. call, you know, they call people like us extremists when it's like, honey, we're not extremists. No. We just want to be left alone just want to, be left alone. to raise our animals and, you know, do our own thing yeah. and freely associate with who we want to freely associate with, you know, like very str- traditional constitutional values you know like and these people want to totally abrogate the constitution the bill of rights they want to be able to subject you to medical procedures without your consent i'm like that's the radical extremism right there like and it just comes back to how they they the double speak the switching of language and the the way that they play with it to basically lie they're they're non-stop liars it's incredibly reminiscent like going back to 1984 of newspeak it's it's, yeah. it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> they they completely uh, they switch the narrative or they switch the definitions. Another one like total tangent, but going back to critical race theory when they were saying white people can't experience racism, and they were saying no, that's not the definition of racism. And then they changed the fucking definition of racism to meet their own. Ricky, it's power plus privilege. Like, you need to educate yourself more that's why that's another thing i like to say you no. need to educate yourself more like it's like what you mean is i need to be reading the indoctrinating book that you're reading you literally changed the definition to meet what you were saying you're a cheater yeah, you're cheating exactly. and that's not how it works. they've been doing with all this stuff moving the goalpost. yeah yeah and changing changing the the definitions it's yeah. very extreme I wanted to ask you, Ricky, did you see uh, Biden's uh, latest <laughs> little bits? Eating the kids? Yeah. <laughs> and he said it not once, but twice, which I thought was really interesting. What's on your mind, Biden? <laughs> so I, these people are so incredibly sick. And I don't think, a, like, they're not just, they're evil. A lot of these people yeah. in our positions of power are so evil and total tangent. But like I for my senior year. It either, like how evil no, they are. No, they're, they're horrible. Uh, for my senior year, I designed a transitional home for teens rescued from trafficking. So I had to research oh, a lot into that. Instagram, you have like a, a, like a book that you compiled, right? Like, right, of it, all that. Cool. And I had to research it. I mean, 40 million human beings are sold into trafficking every year. That's every so year. Eight million of them are um, children, and I, I believe it's a God. Is it a forty billion dollar industry around the world? I just or, um, bills. It's ten billion in the U.S. alone. You do not become that big of an industry through small bidders or petty crime. You need big governments to places. You. Yeah. Yep. To protect you. Yeah. There's so many people involved in this country. We're actually the highest demand of child trafficking in the United States. You do not get to that position of power without having positions or people in positions of power helping you. you. So they either know about it 
are being paid off or they know about it because they are the profiteers of these industries in this country. In Hollywood, you know, I think it was, um, was it Corey Hain or Corey Feldman, you know? But, Corey Feldman. But yeah, Corey Feldman, you know, it's, it's an open secret. Actually, there's a whole documentary called Open Secret about the molestation and, and all that stuff that happens in Hollywood. A lot of these blue check marks, they know. I think they know. And they just know that if they say anything about it, they'll lose their cool status every in the club. So they'll lose their career. They'll yeah. lose everything. They'll be called Q. They'll be called all these horrible things. They'll never get cast in another movie again. And it's just that's how the silence is maintained through through fear, through, you know, just threat, threatening your livelihood, threatening, you know, your, your life, your life. So but and I mean, a lot of them also are guilty of partaking in it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's both. that's what I mean. There's the ones involved and then there's the ones who may not be involved, but they know. They know, you know, it's an open secret. They they go to the parties. They they see the people who are there, you know, and I'm sure they suspect some of them are younger than they should be. And they just don't say anything because they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to be the one who, you know, who gets crucified for the cause. Heck, I posted a, a, a <clears throat> pictures from a Rothschild party back. It was like 1972. And it had all this sort of satanic imagery. These like, you know, one lady was wearing like a goat head thing. Yeah. And there was like uh, like a, a, a doll, uh, like bread that was like shaped like a baby on the, on the dinner table. And so it's, it's, it's kind of out there. And yeah. like, if you, you know, if you, two plus two equals four, for those of us that can do math, but apparently some people think math, math is racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think these people have a very deep interest in the occult, not all of them, but some of them. And I think there's enough to indicate that. Uh, me personally, I study those things. I'm very interested in, in the occult and symbolism and the whole history of that. That, And, you know, if, if some little guy like me can gather a library and learn the things I've learned about that stuff, you know, I guarantee you there are some evil people out there who they want to find ways to get power any way they can. Yeah. And I think some of them will try anything. They'll, they'll read some weird Crowley book and they're like, I'll try this ritual if I can contact some entity and it'll somehow give me powers. doesn't matter if you believe it or not. doesn't matter. Exactly. They do. They believe it. Yeah. 100%. So, that's the main thing. Like people see the shit and they're like, well, Satan's not real. That's okay. You don't, you don't have to believe. believe. You have to understand that these motherfuckers do believe it. Believe. Yeah. And the shit that they're doing is repulsive. Look at fucking Bohemian Grove. Yep. There's yeah. a fucking yeah. giant owl statue with a fucking altar in the middle of it. And look at the name of the ritual. It's called the cremation of care. And the whole point of the ritual is, you know, to, perf to performing the ritual was for them to be able to throw their conscience away, to throw their cares away so they can do what must be done to keep. And it's a symbol of Moloch. Yes. And who was Moloch? Moloch? He was yeah. the, uh, you sacrifice children to this guy. Like, really? Like, are we, are we really going to get to the, well, it's just a conspiracy. There's a fucking statue of yeah. him in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, what do you yeah. need? Like, how much more information do you need? Like these people gather in secret in the redwood forests of California and sacrifice an effigy before a giant stone owl in a ritual called the cremation. Yep. All these elites you can't walking around in cloaks. But the thing is, you know, because it was Alex Jones who broke that, it's it's the same thing with the Trump phenomenon because it you just, people automatically dismiss it because it came. You know, and they've got a they've got a really good character assassination machine yeah, that has been in operation since before we were born. Yep. 
and they perfected the practice where they don't even need to kill people like Alex Jones. They can just exclude him, ridicule him so that, you know, enough people won't take him seriously, which is, again, I think that's where, you know, people like us come in because, you know, as long as we're willing to stand out, we're willing to take the barrage of insults and ridicule or whatever and be like, no, this is what we read and this is why I think this. And if you're interested in understanding it, here's the material, read it. Yeah, the friend. And they will try to destroy it. Like, what are you going to, you're going to pull up my ass pics? Okay, it looks great. There's nothing they have, these motherfuckers have against. Honestly, if if they want to drop all of our dick pics, have at it. Drop my nudes, baby. I don't. FBI, CIA, you're listening to my dirty pictures. You can share with these grinders. You can share our dicks. We don't care. We don't care. I don't give a fuck. I think I think there's there's probably you know in in the hard drives of the FBI and CIA they've got every (laughs) single picture of me from all kinds of angles. But the thing is, you you have to care for them to be able to use that against you, and if you don't care, they can't use it against you. And I think it's it's you know like he said, we just have to not give a shit. Like you want to release compromising things on us, like and show us naked. I don't care. Like I look great anyway, so everyone can look at (laughs) whatever. I'm not gonna shut up. They're not gonna. They're not gonna force us and scare us into being silent when what we see is so obviously what it is you know and yeah. and they want to convince us that it's not so when when it's so blatantly out there i'm, I'm sorry oh, i'm awesome. so stuck on the fact that we have a giant owl statue in the fucking woods yeah. and everyone's just like oh no it's fine yeah oh, it's totally I, normal i like those memes <laughs> like like i like those memes where it's like i'm gonna tell my kids this was so I've seen that one where it's like the owl with the fire and it's just like I'm going to tell my kids this was government. Yeah, I'm going to tell my kids this is normal. This is yeah. fine. Well, uh, we're about an hour and yeah. five minutes. So I guess we should wrap yeah. it up. Honestly, we could talk to you forever, but we would love to have you on again, man. And I would love to be on again. Thank you guys for having me on. You're freaking hilarious. We think you're smart. I know you think you're just shit posting, but no, I think you're you're aware and I think you're humble enough to realize that you also don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. It's, it's a process of getting there, right? This is how we get there. We talk, we have these conversations. We, we, anything that's make mistakes. Yes. Anything that's taboo that they don't want us to talk about is exactly what we should be talking about. And that's what I agree. 100%. Yeah. Don't let them shut you down. Anyone listening. Don't let them bully you into submission. They're going to try to destroy you. Yeah. Put on a brave smile and laugh. They really hate that shit when you come yes. after them. They can't stand so, in it. They hate that we're, that we're going to just keep doing what we're doing. And we're going to live free. They hate it. They we're going to be free and there's nothing they can do about it. Not a so, damn thing. Do you want to shout out yeah. your uh, your socials, your yeah. Twitter, can Instagram? Find you. Sure. Uh, y'all can follow me on uh, Twitter, the twitter.com. It's gay toad. So G-A-Y-T-O-A-D, number two. Um, and my Instagram, I don't really post much political shit on there unless I'm trying to anger the leftists that follow me. It's yeah. the word bravado with a period between each letter. Um, and that's just my art. That's it. Yeah, I'll post, I'll post yeah. links. In I looked through too. your page. I, I think your drawings are awesome, man. And who knows, maybe one day uh, when we have enough money and land, we'll, we'll hire Ricky to uh, design the interior of our house. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. I will hold you to that offer. Yeah. And you I guys think, are great. Loved your show. I think that project you're doing too for, for the victims of trafficking is really interesting. Uh, you know, maybe next time you come on, you can talk a little bit more about that, you know? Sure. Yeah, I would love to. It's a, it's a, it's a big thing in this country that's not talked about and yeah. it's sad. It needs to be talked about more. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Definitely. Well, thank uh, you so much. I love thank you all for having me on. I can't. That wave is everything. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. I got the shower. Just like. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for talking with us. You know, we love you a lot, man.
Yeah, you guys are great. Love your guys' uh, channel. What you're doing is important. You got this. This was great. Thank you for having me on. No problem. We'll talk to you again soon. Uh, All right. See you all. Yeah. Bye.